You're listening to Comedy Central. January 9th, 2020. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Tonight is an NBA superstar who plays for the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler is joining us, everybody. <laughs> also on tonight's show, Nicki Minaj is looking horrible. Wildfires continue to ravage Australia, and the Queen says Harry and Meghan ain't going nowhere. So let's catch up on today's headlines. <laughs> let's kick it off with the royal story that's got the whole world talking. Yesterday. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle sent shockwaves through the UK when they sent Buckingham Palace a breakup text. But now, the Queen is saying, slow your roll, bitches. Now to that bombshell Mm -hmm. announcement, the whole world is talking about it. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle revealing that they intend to step back as so-called senior members of the royal family. A rift in the royal family not seen for a generation. Prince Harry, the most popular royal after the Queen, and his American wife, Meghan, issuing what amounts to a declaration of independence. Their bombshell announcement taking other royals by surprise. There was no advance warning for the Queen, Prince Charles or Prince William, Buckingham Palace, issuing a terse response. Discussions with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are at an early stage. We understand their desire to take a different approach but these are complicated issues. Oh, shit just got real. <laughs> yeah, apparently the queen is not happy because Harry and Meghan didn't tell her they plan to quit the family business. Yeah, and maybe they did tell her, but because she's like 100 years old, she forgot. You don't know? <laughs> yeah, maybe they're like, Grandma, we're leaving the royal family. She's like, when? Like, next week. What's next week? We're leaving. Who's leaving? We are. <laughs> you are what? Oh, never mind. Those suckers fall for it every time. <laughs> Now, some people are saying the Queen is upset because the royal family needs Harry and Meghan to stay popular and relevant. I think the real reason is that the Queen is mad because now she's stuck with a bunch of merchandise she can't sell. Yeah, she's like, I can't sell shirts that say Slay Queen if there's no black family. I'll get canceled on Twitter. You know who I feel bad for in all of this, though? Meghan and Harry's son, Archie. Yeah, because you realize eventually he's gonna grow up and be like, so let me get this straight. We used to be in the royal family? (laughs) Like, I could have been a king, and now I'm working at Burger King? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) All right, moving on from the most entitled family in England to the most entitled family in the US. President Trump has spent nearly a third of his days in office visiting one of his own vacation properties. And every time Trump and his family travels, it costs the taxpayers money. And if you'd like to know how much money, well, there's good news and bad news. The Washington Post reports the Trump administration wants to delay until after the election a Democratic proposal. It requires the Secret Service to disclose just how much it spends on protecting the president and his family when they travel. The Secret Service is part of the Treasury Department. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin has reportedly agreed to the idea, but wants to start it after the presidential election. Oh, yes, that's right. Steve Mnuchin, Treasury Secretary and corporate Kylo Ren 
says he will disclose how much money the Secret Service spends on Trump, but only after the election. Yeah, and that can't be a good sign. Why after the election, huh? That's like asking a hookup if they've been tested and they say, yeah, 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 I was, and I'll tell you the results after we smash. (laughs) Now, protecting a president has always cost money, let's be fair. But Trump is a special case, because this is the first time where the Secret Service also has to protect the president from himself. Yeah, they're like, watch out, Mr. President, the stove is hot. Sir, what did I just say? Stop that. Sir, stop. Oh, you wanna touch it? Touch it, touch it, touch it. Do you wanna touch it? He's like, no, I learned my lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Just picturing him now. Are you gonna touch it? No, no, I'm not touching. (laughs) Now, we already know that since he became president, Trump's travel has has cost taxpayers about $100 million. What I wanna know is a breakdown. I wanna see a breakdown of what they spend on each member of the Trump family. Yeah, because I bet they spend like a fortune to protect Ivanka, but then they just buy Eric a Groupon for karate lessons. <laughs> hey, hey, figure that shit out. <laughs> All right, and finally, some news going viral online. Madame Tussauds is world famous for creating lifelike wax replicas of famous people throughout time. But they're also famous for sometimes getting it very wrong. A wax figure of a celebrity at Madame Tussauds is being roasted online. It's the figure of Nicki Minaj at the Tussauds Museum in Berlin. The image is supposed to be a rapper from her music video. But social media thinks uh, it's not even close. One tweet called it a mess and asked, does Google not exist? Okay, that is a terrible looking replica of Nicki Minaj. It's almost like the sculptor focused, focused so much on the ass that when he got to the face, he was just like, oh, I'm tired, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> But instead of asking, why doesn't this wax figure look like Nicki Minaj? I feel like people should be asking the question, why are we still making wax figures? (laughs) Because in the 1700s, when Madame Tussauds started, it made sense. You didn't know what people looked like, right? Now we have cameras, right? (laughs) No one out there is like, I want to know what Ed Sheeran looks like, but I want bees to be involved. (laughs) I mean, at the same time, I also kind of feel bad for the people who work at Madame Tussauds, because making wax figures is difficult. Like, even a candle is hard to make. One time, I tried to make a candle for my mom for her birthday, and it came out looking like Mitch McConnell. Yeah. (laughs) And here's my big issue. Here's my big issue. Why did they make Nicki Minaj's wax figure in that position? Like, like, you know what I mean? No, because everyone else's wax figure gets to stand. Beyonce stands, Elton John stands, but Nicki Minaj is ass up. Like, that's her natural position in life. She did that once. It's not like she goes to the grocery store like, yes, yes. Some milk, please. Some milk. If I was Nicki Minaj, I'd be pissed off at that. It's the same way I bet Jesus will be pissed off when he comes back to earth. He's gonna be, wait, I was crucified one time and that's how you remember me? One time? What about the time I walked on water? Where's the statue of that, huh? Remember the magic trick with the wine? Where's the statue of that? And also, why do I look white? What the hell is going on? All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. Let's talk about Australia. It's the country you go to when you want to have an adventure, but don't want to translate anything. (laughs) Now, if you've heard about Australia recently, it's because your social media feed has been full of people asking you to pray for Australia. So let's find out more about the crisis happening down under in our recurring segment, If You Don't Know, Now You Know. Like many places around the world, Australia has an annual fire season. But thanks to climate change, this year it's gone from being a season to a never-ending nightmare. 
Halfway across the world, a catastrophic situation is playing out in Australia, where massive wildfires are forcing thousands of people from their homes. We knew the wildfires in California were huge in 2018. And last year, the fires in the Amazon were even bigger. But since September, the fires here in Australia have already burned more than three times both those events combined. Firefighters facing a relentless battle. Skies thick with smoke and glaring orange. The fires generating so much heat. Authorities say they're creating their own weather system, including several fire tornadoes. Holy shit, fire tornadoes? You know climate change has gotten bad when we're getting disaster mashups. Like, you realize if we don't do something about climate change, this could become the norm, like super disasters, and like tsunami volcanoes, or blizzard earthquakes, and the most disastrous combination of all, the Emoji Cats movie. <laughs> and these fires, these wildfires have been catastrophic on many fronts. They caused dozens of deaths, they've destroyed thousands of homes, and they have been especially devastating to Australian wildlife. Firefighters are racing to save the wildlife amid those wildfires still raging. The staggering toll we've been reporting on here, now an estimated billion animals lost. Experts say 80% of Australia's wildlife can only be found on this continent, and many are now threatened. And as temperatures soared, koalas faced dehydration. This firefighter led a helping hand, and this cyclist gave water to a koala who just couldn't drink enough. Oh man, that is just heartbreaking. And not just because so many animals are being wiped out, but because Australia has the coolest animals you can't find anywhere else. Like, no one else has animals with a built-in fanny pack, huh? <laughs> Which other country has an animal that looks like a beaver banged a duck? <laughs> and of course, Australia is home to the rarest species of all, the Hemsworth brother. We need them. <laughs> We need them. I also have to say, it's heartwarming to see people, you know, coming to the rescue of animals. Uh, quick heads up, though, and this is completely true, the koala population is riddled with chlamydia. So I'm just saying you may want to scrub that water bottle before you, you know, have sex with it. Uh, yeah, you don't want to get your own personal bushfire. Now, <laughs> Australians... Australians aren't just hurt and scared because of these fires right now. There's also a lot of anger in the country. And a lot of it is aimed at the Australian Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, who many Australians feel hasn't handled this situation like a leader should. This nationwide crisis started back in September. The Prime Minister continues to face backlash over the response. Morrison has been heavily criticized for insisting that the responsibility belonged to state rather than federal government and for vacationing in Hawaii during the fires. I get it that people would have been upset to know that I was holidaying with my family uh, while their families were under great stress. Scott Morrison set out for a prime ministerial moment on the fire's front lines. Instead, rejection, a firefighter refusing the prime minister's handshake. Other residents heckled the prime minister. Hey, come back! You're not welcome! Until he drove away. You from the media, tell the prime minister to go and get from Nelligan. We really enjoy doing this Wow, that is an angry Australian man. And usually it's hard to tell when Australians are angry, mostly because their accent always sounds upbeat. And I was just like, hey mate, I'm gonna stuff a bloody dingo up your ass. And you're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so Australians are angry at the prime minister because he was on vacation during a crisis and he didn't want volunteer firefighters to get paid even though they're risking their lives. And while Australians are accusing their prime minister of not ste stepping up, the rest of the world, luckily, is trying to help in a major way. 
Apocalyptic destruction and a global reaction. The largest Facebook campaign ever has raised more than 30 million U.S. dollars for firefighters. Music star Lizzo took a break from her tour in Australia to help pack meals for fire victims. On Monday, a crew of 20 veteran firefighters from California who fought some of the state's most devastating wildfires suited up and shipped out to Melbourne. It's Kaylin Ward, she's a model and she's now known as the naked philanthropist. The 20-year-old was offering to send nude photos to people who made a donation to relief efforts. She posted on Twitter that if they made a donation and they sent her proof, she would send back a nude photo of herself. She says the idea has helped raise $1 million in donations. Wow. This woman raised $1 million in donations with nude photos. Really shows you we can solve all the world's problems if we can just harness the power of horniness. Yeah. I mean, imagine if people got a nude picture every time they recycled properly. People would get very diligent about sorting their trash. Be like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Put the plastic in the blue bin. I wanna see that ass. <laughs> and now, despite everyone who's chipping in, Australia still needs all the help it can get. So please, if you can, go to the websites on the screen and donate whatever it is. You can donate money, you can donate time, you can adopt a Hemsworth, every little bit helps. <laughs> but the big thing we've gotta remember is that unless the world leaders take climate change really seriously, situations like this are just gonna keep happening. And if you don't know, now you know. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is one of the best all-around players in the NBA, star of the Miami Heat, a four-time all-defensive and four-time all-star. Please welcome Jimmy Butler. Welcome to The Daily Show. I appreciate you. What a, what a great time to have you on as well, because I mean, you are an amazing basketball player, but then today you have been in the news for something that happened on the court that got someone thrown off the court. It was a little altercation that you had with a, a Pacers player. I didn't start it though, That's, we have to say that first. Okay, you didn't start, you didn't start I, the I did not start it. Right, but it, it gets heated. What was interesting is I haven't seen many fights in basketball that end with one person blowing a kiss at the other person. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. I will agree. <laughs> but, but it was it really a fight or it was more of an altercation? It was an altercation. And, right. it, and it, you see altercations ending kisses all the time, I'm sure. That is true. See? Thin line between love and hate. Mm. That's what that is. Do you, did you think about the move before you did it or was it just in the moment? You were just like, this is this If is I say goodbye. it was in the moment... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, that's not gonna go over well, so I have to say I thought about it. Now, a lot of people were excited about that moment because there are many people who feel like the NBA has become too tame. You know, guys are like, oh, there's no more fighting, there's no more roughness. You know, you hear Shaq talking about that. D-Wade was like, oh, this is old school Miami yeah. Pacers again. Do you think the game, like, enjoys moments like this where we feel like the players are really invested? I think so, I think so. Everybody likes something a little different here and there. Right. And I just feel as though I'm that type of player. Like, I, I don't know if I'm the best player. I can't, I can't answer that. I can't tell you that. But I know I'm not putting up with too many things 
um, what people want to say. Uh, I think if you just stick to basketball, it yeah. wouldn't happen. But time and time again, some disrespectful stuff happens. You say you're not, you, you say you wouldn't say you don't know if you're the best player. I would say that most people in Miami would say that you are because when you came to the Miami Heat, the team was struggling, I believe in like 10th place, right? And now in the season that you've been there, in the East, they're in second place now. So All I mean, right. you are. We're doing, I mean, we're doing okay. We, we are. What, what's, what's interesting, what's interesting is that a lot of people were, were shocked by your decision to move from Philly to Miami. They were like, what is Jimmy doing? Philly's got the super team, and now you're moving to a team that doesn't have any proven players on it. Why make that decision? Uh, I mean, for the longest time in this league, I wasn't a proven player. So for me to hear and know the culture and what goes on when you're a part of the Miami Heat organization, it fit me to a T. I'm allowed to be me every single day that I'm in a jersey, every single day that I'm in practice. I get to, to talk the way that I would like to talk, right. act the way I would like to act, and it's okay. And uh, I think we have a great group of guys, young guys mixed with vets, and it clicks, it works. Everybody's so happy that everybody's successful and getting the recognition that they deserve that um, we're, we're going this way. How do you, how do you work in Miami, though? No, because I've, I've been there. Like, we've been there for the Daily Show, and, like, every day I was just like, I don't want to work. <laughs> it's just sun, it's beach, it's... Like, how do you stay focused in my... Because if, if, if I remember correctly, you wake up at, like, what, 4 a.m.? Yeah, every I'm up day. early. Not every day now, but in the, in the summertime, every single every day. Every single day. And then you were in bed by, like, what, 9 p.m.? Mm, let's say 7. 7 p.m., yeah. So you're not watching the Daily Show? Ah, oh, man. <laughs> I, I record it and I watch it throughout the day. <laughs> you hear me? No, but, but for real, how have you remained so focused in life? Because you see a lot of young players who get into the league. They, they get a lot of money, a, lo a lot of money that a lot of people aren't used to. And you took this and you became one of the most disciplined players in the league. How do you think you've maintained that focus? I, I find a, a battle within myself to know if it's because I want to continue to get better. Yeah. Or if I'm so scared to go backwards. And I don't want to go back to being just a kid from Tomball. I love where I'm from, without a doubt. But um, I don't think just a kid from Tomball would be sitting on this show with you. So I, I want to continue to get better. Um, and I think that's why I do it. But I get lost. Is it because I do really want to get that's better? Interesting. Or is it because I'm scared of, of going backwards? I feel like that's, that's the theme of your life as well. You, you're one of those people who not only wants to become better, not only wants to improve the situation of your life, but you do that for people around you. Of course. One thing you'll always hear about Jimmy Butler, no matter who you speak to in the league, people who know you, they go, he has the biggest family you've ever come across. And they don't mean like, like immediate family, they mean like chosen family. You've hired anyone you've met anywhere who is amazing, you know, whether it's, whether it's drivers or, or trainers mm -hmm. or, or people, you just, you've just brought people into your little organization and said, hey, let's grow together as people. What, what is it about other human beings that makes you want to improve their lives? I think that uh, somewhere down the line on many different uh, parts of my life, somebody have given me a chance, whether right. it be at junior college, at Marquette, you know, with the Chicago Bulls, now with Miami, that I've come across so many great people and I, I want them to help me be better as I help them be better. And when I say family, it's like we do everything together. When I have to be up at 4 a.m., they have to be up at Oh, wow. Yeah, everybody. Oh, wow. It's not a game. Everybody. I don't want to be in your family. Yes, you do. 
Uh, but 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 that's it. I think uh, everybody loves to work, and yeah. it, it reminds me of of why I do what I do. I know that if I'm not the best at what I do, I can't continue to make those guys be the best at what they do. You also have an interesting life uh, that many people wouldn't know about. You you know it began in an interesting way, but you are a passionate wine collector. And your dream is to just like retire on a vineyard, just like go out there and like grow and, grapes and never see me again. You may be able to see me again via Skype or whatever, <laughs> whatever they use nowadays. It's just like gonna be you, just yeah. like doing your thing. And my family, we're we're all we're all going. And then everyone's together. gonna be picking the grapes. Oh yeah, except for me. I'm gonna be, <laughs> I don't work way too hard. I gotta put my feet up and enjoy it. Why wine though? I don't know. I feel like wine to me is a lot like people in in the sense that it tells a different story. Um, every bottle, every vintage, every year. And um, the more people that I come across and I learn so much about different people and different cultures, yeah. wine for me, I mean, you might get a little buzz from it, but that never hurt. Uh, it, it's the best. It tells a story. It does. I know that you, uh, you celebrated the birth of your son. Right? Daughter. Your daughter. Daughter. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Daughter, thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. Yeah. So I know... So you celebrated, you celebrated the, the birth of your daughter and it was a big moment for you. You didn't even play in the games. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people would still go play. You're like, no, I'm out. You know, Miami Heat will have to play without me. I'm going to be there with my child. Did you have a special bottle of wine for that occasion? Because <sighs> I, I know like wine collectors have the, everyone goes like, there's a wine for every occasion. Was there a wine that you go, was special enough for you to open for having a child? I was in a hospital, so I didn't really know if you were supposed to be drinking in the <laughs> hospital, you know? So, uh, no, I can't say that there's a, a, a special bottle. It was just, a, it was a special moment. Right. It, it, it really put a lot of things in perspective to think that, you know, it was, I don't know what to, to call it, the next of age player in Miami after the great Dwayne Wade, yada, yada, yada. And I missed my opening night's right, game. Right, right, right. And so I was caught him like, oh man, I really love basketball and I really love my family and I'm about to have a, a daughter and be a father. What do I do? And I called Coach Bo and he was like, all right, well, we'll see you in a couple of days, go to the hospital. And it made amazing. it, it made it easy for me. That is really amazing. I'm excited for what the future is gonna bring. I know you guys are playing the paces again, so we'll see where the kiss takes us. <laughs> I know you guys are gonna handle it on the court. Thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate Jimmy it. Butler. Thank you. Jimmy Button, everybody, from the Miami Heat. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.